Welcome to episode 13 of Talk Commerce. We talk about how merchants, agencies, and developers experience commerce. This week we interview Mulati Gio about Meet Magento Indonesia. Mulati is an e-commerce consultant, Magento Solutions Partner, and Magento 2 Certified Solutions Specialist, who is currently the Chief Technology Officer at the e-commerce agency Circulo in Indonesia. This episode was recorded on May 18th, 2021. This episode is sponsored by eWay Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions, and AWS Select Consulting Partner, eWay Corporation, forward together. Magento Creative, partnering with the client to help fulfill their strategic growth, serving the world as an Adobe Gold Partner and Big Commerce Elite Partner. Magento, the code of commerce. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, talk commerce. All right, welcome to this episode of Talk Commerce. Talk Commerce. I don't have a, a big budget to do a booming reverb yet, so that's my, that's my intro that I'm going to do. Uh, I have Muliati Geo. And uh, Muliati, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us what you do and uh, and how you're involved in our wonderful Magento community. Thank you, Brian. So yes, uh, everybody, I'm, my name is Muliadi. Uh, I'm based in Jakarta, Indonesia. So uh, I'm currently uh, is the CTO of a company called Circlo, which is a company that provides an end-to-end e-commerce services in Indonesia. Uh, before merging with Circlo, I actually own an ag- agency uh, called iCube. Uh, we merged with Circlo last year, and iCube has been a, a Magento solution partner for almost, I will say, 10 years. Yeah, long time. <laughs> uh, in, and we focus on Southeast Asia market. And, uh, and even before that, I'm, I'm actually from U.S., and that's how I first know Magento. Uh, well, I, I'm part of a, an agency in U.S. and we we are one of the early uh, Magento Enterprise partner, basically way back then, working together with uh, Magento back in the Culver City office. So yeah, wow. that's a quick history about us, <laughs> about me. Uh, good, yeah. I guess I I did not realize that you came out of Magento originally. That's uh, that's very <laughs> no, no, no. I I didn't work with Magento, but we work with some of the early. I mean, people in Magento. I mean, uh, we are one of the uh, the f- a few uh, two or three company that are working as a early enterprise partner. Before that, I mean, you know, Magento is just an open source. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Oh, that's that's uh, that's exciting. Um, yeah. So one of my thoughts on what, it sh- what should I call this podcast? And I thought, oh, maybe I should call it Varian. <laughs> uh, anyways, it is. Yeah, it, it varies. Um, good. So um, uh, I, I think our, our paths have gone quite uh, remarkably the same since we started about 10 years ago as Wagento. And we were acquired also this year by another yeah. company. And congratulations, by the way. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The the owner of our of our company um, it worked in Indonesia, so I'll have to introduce you to him. Wow, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, lots of uh, lots of parallels in our lives, including Meet Magento. Um, so, yes. but let's start off with um, 
Yeah, let's start off with just talking a little bit about Meet Magento. You put on Meet Magento Indonesia, and mm-hmm. it traditionally has been one of the largest events that Meet Magento has done. Um, and I know that it's not about the number of people, but it does it does represent the the community that's in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Magento, can you can you tell us a little bit about that and your event? Yeah, yeah. So it started, uh, I try to remember what year, but uh, I think we've been doing this for, uh, this year is the seven years, I, I believe. I Maybe a lost count. But initially, we just create like a very basic meetup. Uh, I, I still remember um, doing it with Magento, just try to invite a couple uh, of our clients and and then just open up the public and see uh, whether people are going to respond to the Magento like, event meetup, basically. Uh, surprisingly, we have about, uh, I, I believe, it's like 100 people show up on that event. Uh, I have um, a speaker from Magento uh, and then from uh, several of my technology partner in Indonesia from the payment and shipping. So there's about probably six or seven speaker only that's uh, that day, and and it's it's and we we just uh, surprised by the response. So we we know that. Hmm, yeah, I think this might work. I mean, uh, I think there's an interest on the community here. Uh, so that's, yeah, from that on, the next year, I was um, uh, basically request with the Magento, at, at that point, it's Meet Magento uh, Association, right? And then we we formally request to be uh, the host for Indonesia, which at that time, there are no event Magento at all. Uh, and then they they approve us to do that, and we, we formally kick off the first Meet Magento Indonesia. Uh, I still remember Guido um, uh, was there. I mean, uh, was sent to Indonesia just to speak and to do a, a welcoming, a opening welcome. Uh, so it's such great to have him there in, in Jakarta. Uh, and yeah, we have close to. I believe 150 or close to 200 yeah, for that first event. So uh, we were quite happy with the turnout and a lot of, uh, we have two tracks. So we have a technical track and we have a business track uh, uh, since the beginning. Uh, so we see both interests on both tracks quite strong, even from day, uh, from the first event that we have. Uh, developers are flocking there. And then uh, obviously the business trying to know about e-commerce, which is still quite new at that time in Indonesia. And it's kind of in early stage of e-commerce uh, in, in our, our country. So, yeah, I mean, and it's just rolling out from there and just year after year, we're just having uh, the event. Uh, physically uh, until last year, uh, obviously because of the pandemic, we have to switch into an online version of the event. Uh, yeah, it's about probably about, I mean, 400-ish uh, 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 in the last couple of years uh, as far as the audience go. So it's, okay. it's good turnout. Yeah, and, and I had the pleasure of speaking at, the, at your Yes. Event last year. It, was, it was great. I'm hoping to get there in person. I went to Meet Magento Singapore in, um, in 2019. That was mm-hmm. such a fun event uh, and a very long flight for me, even longer than India, I think. Um, also, <laughs> like directly across the world, it's like two eight hour flights or something I had to take to get there, but it was well worth it. Singapore is such a great place extremely close for you i think you're what a couple hours from singapore yeah just a couple hours from singapore yeah okay and did you all so we put on meet magento india have you you've you've come to that one i can't remember no not yet not yet i haven't had a chance to fly there i mean i definitely want to go there 
Yeah, so we are planning, um, you know, fingers crossed, we would like to do an in-person Meet Magento. We did an in-person Meet Magento in 2020. We got in I there know. just under the wire. <laughs> you, had the last, you had the last in-person Meet Magento in that year. <laughs> I know. We, we, yeah, we still have the last in-person Meet Magento. It's, it's a little bit... Uh, a little bit sad almost um and i, I know and i remember <laughs> you were planning meet magento philippines at the time yes yes we were talking about that and then the, the pandemic obviously comes up and yeah we just have to change everything i think southeast asia is such an exciting market um it's a little bit similar to let the latin latam market mm. um in the sense that there's a lot of emerging countries and there's uh there's such diversity in culture mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, and it, it, I think there's such a great potential in that market um, for e-commerce and for growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I, for, I guess the sense, just because you were planning the Philippines, that you're, you're thinking more than just Indonesia when you're looking at your <laughs> commerce footprint in the area. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, when we, uh, we, we have clients across Southeast Asia, obviously, Predominantly, the majority is still Indonesia is our main focus uh, because but even Indonesia markets is so large. I think we are number three or number four population now in the world. I lost count on that one on the ranking. But uh, so uh, but yeah, definitely the Southeast Asia is very ripe. I mean, from the from the uh, changing on the technology and uh, uh, the how, how because we are predominant, uh, predominantly is young people, right? I mean, as a population in general in Southeast Asia, all the Southeast Asia country has more younger people than the older people, so they are more receptive on the technology changes, and that's that's kind of catapult a lot of the innovations, and and they are much more open on trying out new things. Uh, that's why we kind of leapfrog a lot of things. Like we 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 bypass desktop browser, we go straight to mobile in a lot of the country, uh, and some of the people even doesn't have an email <laughs> because they just go straight to the phone uh, with the the features phone. And obviously now the smartphone is so cheap. Everybody have Android, and it's just just it's just a very different. I mean, in terms of like the, the the whole digital footprint in in this in this uh, region in general, and and ob- obviously those open up a lot of the e-commerce opportunity from not just from the e-commerce trading side of it, but the ecosystem itself. Right? I mean, the shipping uh, innovation, the payment innovation is just cons- constantly. I mean, there's new stuff almost every month that we we will see uh, cropping up everywhere. Yeah, I, I really like that analogy, especially de- uh, where we're mobile first. And we were mm. seeing that way, you know, like we, we've launched some websites in Bolivia. <laughs> and if you think of Bolivia, you may think of something that's not quite as advanced as some other countries. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're right. People don't, people all have a smartphone and they all have a text, a phone number, and they mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to have an email anymore. So I think mm-hmm. that, uh, um, you know, one of the things that every commerce platform is going to have to look at, every single thing is going to have to look at is you don't have, you shouldn't require an email address to mm-hmm. register on your platform. You shouldn't think about what is the user going to look at on a, you know, on a wide screen. They're, they're <laughs> first going to look at their, their tiny little mobile device 
uh, and then hopefully, you know, they have, they have a, they have a five inch phone or whatever the size is that, <laughs> that screen is going to be only this big. It's going to be 300 pixels wide or whatever that, that thing is. And yeah. thinking about how that behavior is, it's completely different than the behavior of a user on a desktop. It is, it is. And, and, and uh, also the bandwidth, I mean, now it's much, much better. Yeah? I mean, compared to three or four years ago, I think, the, the mobile connection is getting better and better, which is the, the good sign. But I remember when Magento 2.0 come up, uh, what is it, like four years ago already? Five, right? I don't know. I, I remember telling Ben. Uh, they announced it was uh, second quarter of 2012 that was going to be what? released. Wow. So that's sorry, that's sort of ago. a joke. <laughs> that, that was their announcement. That, no, was... that was an announcement. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. <laughs> and every year, Guido would, at that moment, would say, oh, here's hey, the tweet it's from coming. that said that it's going to launch <laughs> in this date. <laughs> but I mean, one one of the thing with the new Magenta two point when they come up, right? I think everything's uh, it's great, looks looks great, but then it's very JavaScript heavy, and the library of the JavaScript itself is like if you do the bundle, it's like more than two megabytes or something like that. I remember ridiculously, right? But then I I told the Ben say. This is, I think, it's a little bit not suitable for the market like Indonesia, where bandwidth still struggling. I mean, for even loading a page that more than two megabytes is going to be challenging. I mean, it's going to take a while. I mean, not while in terms of like hours. No, I mean, it's still like a couple minutes is still it's long in the e-commerce world, right? I mean, you, you, you compare to expectation of this loading two or three seconds or even four seconds. So I said, wow, and this is not going to work. I mean, um, so um, we basically tried to find a way to chop down the, the JavaScript and stuff like that <laughs> just to make it work. Uh, but that's true. I mean, the way that people expectation on the mobile, I mean, uh, and because of the limitation that they have, I mean, we have to be really sensitive on, the, I mean, take consideration on that. Yeah, and, and in all seriousness, Magento 2 did come out of that sort of 20... 12 year or time frame, <laughs> which people weren't necessarily thinking about their browser first on their on their mobile device. The iPhone had was only four years old or whatever. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people weren't necessarily thinking that way. And I think the engineer, well, the other thing is that Magento is Magento 2 is is very over engineered, I think might be a kind word to say about it. Um, <laughs> Maybe they try to pack as much as they can into something, which I think is great. And yesterday I had a very good conversation about Shopify with Mark Lewis. Mm -hmm. We talked about guardrails and and how some of the SaaS platforms put guardrails around their package where Magento lets you go wherever you want. And <laughs> I, I use the example of, um, hey, uh, Magento gives you or Shopify lets you go into your front yard. Magento lets me go all the way to Indonesia and, <laughs> and, and do business there. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. So uh, um, the, um, the, the market for you, you've seen it grow mm -hmm. now. And, and we talked a little bit about Adobe Commerce and the Adobe mm -hmm. Summit. Uh, how do you see now Adobe Commerce fitting into your, uh, market? Um, well, let's start talking about the market first. I think the market is definitely growing, uh, but I think Indonesia market still uh, uh, in the very infancy in terms of like the the maturity of the merchant itself, right? I think 
uh, a lot of the a lot of the merchants are obviously um, kind of like um, um, this is a big wake up call during the I think this is a story everywhere, but in Indonesia especially true. Uh, a lot of the merchants kind of wake up on the pandemic uh, situation. They try to be like, okay, how can I go online right away? I mean, uh, the the store is closing. Uh, they have they can't do a uh, physical store and stuff like that. So, uh, but. Uh, like I think, like China and like and India, uh, uh, as you can see, uh, marketplace play a big dominant power, right, in the e-commerce. I mean, in 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 China, in India, as well as in Indonesia as well. So we uh, we have this big uh, uh, marketplace like Lazada, Tokopedia, uh, Shopee. I mean, those are the the kind of the big player that has been aggressively tried to get this merchant to to. I mean, the first online selling experience that they have is not selling themselves as a website but they they just go straight to marketplace i think that's just the first choice uh so a lot of that um influence and stuff like that's coming from the marketplace um but that's that's uh but to us we see that as opportunity because i mean from us uh, the most important thing is the the customer itself getting more comfortable into the, the online, right? I mean, before before the pandemic, uh, it's keep continue growing. I mean, we, it's a double digit growing uh, year after year uh, in, this, in the last five or six years. But then uh, during just the last year alone, the pandemic, uh, then everybody just all of a sudden is like forced to use it. I mean, they, they have to start using the digital money uh, in, uh, compared to using COD. Uh, so the e-wallet is blooming all of a sudden i mean within that year uh, we we see growth uh just like tremendously growth i mean from the the digital usage i mean on the e-commerce which is good news because even though the marketplace growth that's also a spill over to the brand.com uh, especially the all the client that we work with that already prepare prior to the pandemic i mean they they see just significantly push and 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 get help a lot i mean with the with the changes on the e-commerce and 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 this is uh this is a good news for everybody basically from from us uh it's a it's a perfect time because then we can start teaching them about the, the brand.com the website and why and uh, the platform now become uh more relevant uh and to to kind of speech on uh so i i but at the same time, it's like I said, it's still a baby. So, uh, uh, and what I kind of worry is, I think Adobe Commerce now, I think getting higher and higher to the higher top level. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, I mean, how's their strategy to the mid? I mean, I would say most of the merchant here, I would say, still consider small business. If you compare to like in US or. Uh, in any other part of the world, I mean, from the online sales, uh, even though they are probably have a very big, big offline uh, presence, but then they're still minuscule on the online. We're talking about even if like uh, 2%, 3%, or maybe 5% if for some, uh, that's still small considering the bigger uh, picture you compare to US. So, but now with the Adobe Commerce going upscale, uh, there's a lot of room um, that, we have to fill in uh, to, to cover all those markets that we want to tap in. Yeah, and I agree. And I've continually said that Adobe is pushing us up market and they're not, they're saying they're backfilling that space by, uh, by attending to the mid market. But I think you and I both know as agency, as agency, uh, as agencies, 
that <laughs> they aren't actually giving anything new into the mid market. They're just trying to sell their upmarket product into the mid market, which is becoming more and more complex, which is removing a lot of mid market users because not that the product itself to use is complex, but the product mm -hmm. to maintain is becoming more complex. Agreed. Uh, and mm -hmm. That is now, um, I think some of that complexity and cost is pushing out those mid-market users. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, we, we I mean, it's, even when we start, I mean, because we don't have to do business in Indonesia as agency. So, I mean, we, we come clean with Magento. We can't just only selling enterprise just like you guys do. <laughs> but we, we have to still cater on the open source market here in Indonesia because of that kind of uh, sizing uh, and, and the merchant that we want to serve with. But even with the open source, it, it's still, I mean, the, like you said, the maintenance and a lot of stuff, it's not as, and it's not economically sometimes, I mean, for this version. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that um, uh, the strategy of maybe a, uh, of having the open source product and having merchants go onto the open source product and then migrate <laughs> or, or grow into the Adobe Commerce product, um, doesn't exactly work it's it's almost like they need a lighter product that is that is, <laughs> it is. i don't know if it has to be less features but it has to be less external things that you have to configure to make it work so it would mm -hmm. be great to have yeah let's call it magento version like the magento, magento looking like number magento light <laughs> Yeah, light, but like Magento One, where it everything is self-contained and you just launch it and it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and I, yeah. you know, I think adding in, I think it's great having live searches and add in Elastic Cache is now required, which is is you know, at, from a hosting standpoint, even adds more complexity. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I I enjoy your podcast with John right last time. You uh, you mentioned about like how. The complexity having like um, maintaining elastic server has to be there and stuff like that right that's exactly uh i, I mean we we see a lot of the complaint from the community as well like forcing that to be uh become a core uh that need to be happened that's 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 added a lot of uh a cost from the from both not just the hosting costs but it's also the maintenance and making the site up uh it's just it's a, a lot of a lot of work yeah, even so, varnish is a front end, it, mm -hmm. but but I guess there is a fallback on that. It would be great yeah. if they would have a fallback for search that's internal. Um, and I actually I don't know if there's a module out there that replace. There must be a module out there. <laughs> there must would, there is yeah. there is. I guess there's that uh, always that the third party extension that allow you to use other search. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, the, the open, open <laughs> MySQL commands uh, for getting search is terrible. Uh, but it does allow a, a merchant to get up and running online on a relatively inexpensive hosting package. And yep. now we're moving into places where um, the hosting companies can't quite meet those low cost demands mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. because of the need for some of these other external services. <laughs> and don't forget you have to upgrade always constantly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the quarterly patches and yearly upgrade i mean it's it just like way different i mean compared to like you said 12 years ago with the magento version one it's, it's complete different product 
altogether. Yeah, I like how they've they've at least released a patched version instead mm -hmm. of making you mm -hmm. go to the next version. I think that has helped quite a few merchants save some money on ROI by allowing patch only. Um, it would be good. It would be. I think it would be really good to uh, maybe have a little more transparency in their patches to say here's here's the areas where you're going to potentially see issues with external um, plugins. You know, mm -hmm. for example, the P1 patch for what 2.3.2 came out. I should know because I made a podcast, but. Um, <laughs> But you know they don't they don't have any release notes and they say it's security patches, but it would be at least good for merchants to have some confidence to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna install this patch. I know it's a security patch. Here's the places I should at least look if I have a third party module that's a plug-in that <laughs> may stop working on a patch because any patch you install, you don't really know if it affects mm -hmm. something that you've had installed there, it may conflict with it, who knows? So mm -hmm. just at least some heads up on those would be great. And I know that as a developer, you should be able to do that, install it mm -hmm. and, and see that through testing and things testing, like that. Testing, of course, but yeah. From a low cost standpoint, let's face it, a <laughs> lot of merchants just install the patch and they go. <laughs> yeah, and then some merchants just like let it go for two years, no touch, no patch, nothing, right? I mean, that's like, I mean, that's that's the that's not in their back of the mind. I mean, scheduling or planning, having a budget to do that every year. So sometimes just uh, merchant doesn't have that transparency that oh yeah, that's is the hidden cost that you just have to you you have to aware and you when you invest right on on Magento. Yeah, and I think the hidden costs on SaaS platforms are the plugins that you add and the, mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. volume that they charge per transaction. Or how th there's always a business model for a plugin for a SaaS platform. Nobody gives mm -hmm. away a plugin for free for Shopify. No, no. It is based on some cost, and as you get bigger, that cost grows, and and there is a, definitely a convergence in which. Magento makes a lot more sense, or Adobe Commerce, I should say, makes a lot yep. more sense from a cost standpoint. Even the Magento yep. open source makes more sense than a lot of these SaaS platforms for a certain merchant. I agree. I agree. I mean, there's, I mean, definitely no one winner all at, at the at the platform game. I think uh, uh, you you just have to know what tool for what purposes, right? I mean, some. I see a lot of this discussion between this and that. It's really not reflecting Apple to Apple, and, and a lot of the discussion. I mean. Uh, it's just basically when, as an agency, I think you agree with me. Like we, we always try to find the right tool for the right purposes, and and when the situation really a basic e-commerce B two C, and you don't really need any customizations, you don't need. I mean things like that. And yeah, I mean, I would go ahead and go with the SaaS platform. It's easier. I mean, just the less one headache. But then when you when you definitely require a business complexity and, and a lot of a lot of customization stuff like that and you start to monkey around that around the SaaS that just doesn't make sense at, at certain point uh, you, you have to own the platform and able to do that customizations into the platform directly so yeah exactly and uh, so as an agency you've made a decision to have more than just Magento as a platform that you're selling. Um, funny thing, we are current. We still committed to Magento only. I mean, we are a view of agency that only do one platform at this point. Uh, I, I think for a couple of reasons. I think one, 
uh, Indonesia market in general is custom market. <laughs> so there's no such thing like out of the box on the way that they do business here. I mean, uh, things just change so fast. I mean, I mean, even from the simple things like payment and shipping uh, to, to be able to cater that with the SaaS solution, uh, it's not that easy. I mean, uh, I, I think that's why even in Shopify, it's not really uh, able to do fast enough in in in, in a market like Indonesia. Um, uh, but like Singapore, which is much more mature, like US, uh, definitely, I mean, uh, Shopify has much more ground. Uh, but like a country like uh, Malaysia, Thailand, which is much more complex, I mean, um, uh, it's... it's uh, the the platform, I mean, SaaS models, it's, it's a little bit hard unless, unless you, the SaaS company really, really localized SaaS company where they are creating the SaaS only for that country, then that makes sense. Right. Okay. So I think that's why, that's why from us, I mean, Magento is perfectly uh, as a, a, the, the right tool, I mean, to, to tackle Indonesian market. Uh, and we've been doing that for the last eight years. Uh, we, at this point, we built a lot of localized uh, module and stuff like that just for Indonesia. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that is a great, uh, that's a great point and a great strong point, especially for Magento open source, since it's completely mm -hmm. free. Uh, that it can be localized for any market that you want. And mm -hmm. if a agency in that market commits to that, um, that whole localization is completely reusable. And I think mm -hmm. one of the exciting things has always been on Magento is that people do open source projects and then they share all that with other people, which only helps that market. Um, mm -hmm. And I know, you know, in, in Latin America, there's, there's, there's specific language pack, packs for each country, even though each country speaks Spanish, or except for Brazil, but, uh, and Guyana, Belize. Anyways, there's a couple countries that aren't Spanish speaking, <laughs> but uh, there is a certain dialect. And uh, I've had more arguments with Bolivians and Mexicans about Spanish than any other, uh, than any other language different than you can imagine. Um, uh, but it does say that it's available and and not and it's available to you and it's not it's actually not that difficult to create localizations and then localizations on your shipping and payments it's all perfectly possible i think that's the the strongest point on magento itself <laughs> exactly so i mean that's that's actually why we create the meet magento right so try to kind of like jump starting the ecosystem uh, when we start talking with the payment, we want them to also commit some developers to help us to create. And which is now nice. I mean, almost like all the payment, uh, the, the, the major payment player in Indonesia have a Magento module uh, available. I mean, compared to other countries, like uh, I was in Singapore and I started asking all, a lot of the banking, like, no, I don't have any module working for me and stuff like that, which is kind of funny. Uh, uh, knowing that, Singapore is a, is a mature market, so I think uh, we're glad that the community actually in Indonesia picking up and 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 this play. I mean, all this uh, local player, uh, the in, uh, the payment technology partner and stuff like that, they chip in and make it available, and it's it's kind of nice to see that. Yeah, that's that's very. It's it's not quite the same in in. Well, let's just take Mexico for example. Uh, the challenge for us is, in Mexico has always been getting developers on board with Magento and uh, and then listening to the complaints about hard it, how hard it is. How it is. Uh, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. <laughs> yeah. So uh, trying to grow that market and you, we do meet Magento Mexico as one of our uh, 
one of our events that we do. Um, and it has, it's always been a struggle because the, the developer market is not as robust as let's say the German Magento developer market or, or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even in Indonesia or in India, India, the developers, it's, you know, there's probably a billion developers for Magento in India. <laughs> um, so it's, it's definitely a challenge. And I think the other challenge in some of those markets is the agencies will develop something like a payment gateway for a bank or mm-hmm. something like that. And they don't make it open source. They try to hold some of that code close to their, close to them thinking, oh, this is, this is going to be worth quite a bit and not knowing that making it open source actually helps build that overall Magento community in that country uh, and then grows the developer base because it's easier to get to those tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, w- let's, let's, uh, let's use our remaining time to talk a little bit about the Magento Association. Mm-hmm. and um, what it's done. And I guess it has it been two years now that it's been going or? Uh, yes, I think it's about two years. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's been up and down. I feel, you know, um, uh, quiet and, and noisy and quiet and noisy. <laughs> I think they have a hard job. I mean, I mean, definitely it's not easy, right? I mean, when you, uh, the association has to, uh, I, I think, I think I remember when we have conversation, like why it's taking so long. And then they're, they're basically they have to go through every legal things and stuff like that. Right? I mean, when Adobe is a huge company, like we're making sure things align correctly and stuff like that um, between what need to happen in the community and what need to happen between uh, with the, the trademark ownership in Adobe be side right let me see so I, I think they have the hardest job in that sense i mean can try to take care of all the legal and the copyright and the, what can be done cannot be done in association right i think that's that's all the the tough part i mean once you get into that space with the big enterprise company like adobe um but i i i think um they are finally getting getting somewhere now i think the last one year has been much better place i think as association um things much clearer on what what can be done what not can be done i think things already kind of more more settled down that and more focusing on the uh ex uh how's the event and how can they support i mean the community and stuff like that they're back in track on that right now yeah no i obviously I agree. Yeah, but the, the, pan, the pandemic, unfortunately, put everything on hold right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they, and they do really have a very tough job. I 100% agree with that. I was involved in the very beginning, just I think uh, before they even formed, just on some of those committees. And uh, it was definitely um, a lot of round and round with everybody having an opinion. Mm-hmm. And I know we want to be very inclusive, um, uh, but obviously the more you have, the more opinions you have, and the more, um, uh, the more social, the more social points you get as you grow your central leadership team, which mm-hmm. then complicates trying to make a decision. And as there's more users inside of, uh, of Adobe or of Magento, the Magento Association, 
more people involved in making those decisions uh, <laughs> can't be as decisive. So I think that's that's the reality of the situation and how hard it is to. to mm-hmm. I'm 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 very encouraged by they've gotten some sponsors now, um, <laughs> and uh, they're you know they're putting on the the, the Magento Connect event. I thought was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, right after Adobe Summit, I agree. so yeah, mm-hmm. all that. Definitely. I think it's very promising what's happening now inside of that. Yeah, but the challenge I don't think is done yet. Though I mean, I think the balancing act between the community of Magento uh, and now with the stance of Adobe Commerce becoming much more like a a, a commercial product, how do you balance that? Are the association association is more into the open source or are they more promoting the commerce? So where's the, the, the balance point? I think this is going to be interesting to see. Yeah. The, you know, the rumors are out there is, is <laughs> Bill Magento association take over the co- the code for open source. Open source. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I think <laughs> that. So you know, I don't I, think that's the right place too. I mean, no, I don't, definitely I, yeah. not. Yeah. So you have a <laughs> yeah a committee of people that are deciding on something. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think uh, the challenge on that then too is is uh, countries that want to do a Meet Magento event. There's always been so much resistance, uh, and when we tried to do our first Meet Magento event, um, it was uh, you. I felt like it was always go big or don't do it. You know, like you had to commit the X amount of funds to this event. You should get this many people to it or otherwise just do a meetup. That's Mm -hmm. what I felt like the original conversation was around. And I don't know, maybe I didn't articulate myself very well to the original Magento Association, but I felt like there was some of the... um, in trying to organize an event, and like, like I'll give you an example. We would like to have organized a Meet Magento event in Bolivia. <laughs> and so maybe we would get 50 people to the event, but is that is that better to have done the event in Bolivia and get 50 people than to not have done it ever and get no people? You know, <laughs> I think you have to start somewhere. And <laughs> there has to be, again, you know, we talked about Magento meet Magento Accelerator or meet Magento Light or something. Does it matter what you call it? Um, I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Like, is it, would it be okay for somebody to do in meet Magento somewhere where you know you're not going to get a lot of people? Um, uh, to tell the truth, I mean, I, 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 I'm not too um hard on the, the actual name. We want to call it Meetup or you can you just call it Meet Magento. I think Initially, Meet Magento, the spirit is really doesn't care about the size, right? I mean, if I remember, I mean, how how we start Meet Magento, I mean, initially, right? It's all about, it's actually Meetup. I mean, that's how how Meet Magento is. Like, that's that's why it's called Meet Magento. It's really just a Meetup, right? I mean, I don't know until what time, uh, uh, I guess... Uh, when the envy of other country having 1,000 people and then all, all of a sudden we are competing in the in creating our own imagine, <laughs> I will say, right. which is kind of, I, I think it's wrong, right? I think that's that's not the spirit of the Magento. I think that, that the, really when there's community, we want to create a a place for that community to to kind of grow. Uh, but obviously, I mean, you said, I think the key factor is like, if whoever wanted to meet Magento, for me, I think it's the, the, the commitment, right? I mean, it's it's hard. I mean, a small number, large number, 
the commitment has to be uh, quite uh, dedicated in that, right? I mean, people will thinking, well, just open up a, a, a meetup and, and that's it. But it's not like that easy, right? You 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 have to uh, planning how to reach out and 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 make the community uh, uh, um, uh, come and stuff like that, right? There's a lot of homework that that we need to do, to do, uh, but. Yeah, I, I would say I, I'm. I, if I, you ask me personally, I, I I don't really see the numbers should be the the criteria. Yeah, and I think the difference from in my perception, the difference would be a meetup is something that happens sort of ad hoc. You you have a bunch of people show up. You have some maybe some beer, or some soda, depending where Z- you live. Exactly, and exactly. some pizza, exactly. uh, uh, and people talk about a couple of things for an hour, and they go home. Uh, a meet Magento event should be something where you have some scheduled speakers who have some really good topics. It's more than one. It's not just your own company that's trying to company. sell something you're doing. <laughs> yeah. and, yes. uh, and you don't focus it on um, you don't focus it on one particular agency. Yeah. It is a community thing. You bring a whole bunch of people together. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, exactly. the community part of it, I think, is the important part, building that community. Yeah. And I think part of it was that there was a little bit of a disconnect between the business side and the community side of it. Yeah. yeah. Sort of like there hasn't been a Meet Magento in Africa, right? Uh, I can see. Yeah, and I think so. So, you know, getting a Meet Magento in Africa would have been should be a number one priority of the Magento <laughs> Association and I'll just I'll voice another complaint that I've had is you know one of their requirements is to have a local person put on the event which I think is great but if there's nobody stepping up to do it and somebody else wants to do it then <laughs> it should be sort of like okay if nobody's going to do it this person wants to do it let's do it like, what's the worst case that could happen? You do a meet Magento in <laughs> in Nairobi, right? And um, uh, and you end up having a meet Magento event and people come together and we talk about Magento. We get people from all over the world that come in and we talk about what's happening and we introduce Magento to, to, um, to Africa, East Africa, and uh, we keep going, you know? So <laughs> I don't know. That's... I'm more of a let's let's lay some community groundwork. Let's get some grassroots going, and however we can get there. If the if the ultimate goal, if our outcome is growing the community, I don't think we should put roadblocks in front of that. I don't. I'm not saying that we should just yeah. do it no matter what. Like we shouldn't say, oh, this Shopify place wants to do a Meet Magento event and then sell Shopify. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that if there's somebody that wants to do a Meet Magento event and it's in a little market that doesn't have a Magento community, let's let them build a Magento community in that market. Mm. That's my soapbox. I'll get off of it now. <laughs> no problem. Noted. We'll pass along that to the association. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so are, are you on the board right now? I can't remember. No, no, I'm not. I'm just a uh, part of the, what they call like, um, uh, is that work? Um, what what do we call our uh, event committee? Event committee. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I... we 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 give suggestion as far as like 
what uh, who I mean, if you want to register as the, the event host and stuff like that, we will 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 we'll give input. All right, so I'm talking to the right person. <laughs> um, yeah, so all right, so I just joined the membership committee. So I don't know what the, I think we have our first meeting coming up. So we'll see how that. Uh, cool, goes. cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm in a different organization called Entrepreneurs Organization, which is a, you know, worldwide community. Um, and I'm on our nice. local membership community. So I know it's very tough to get members here uh, for that because you have to pay. But anyways, and there is a meet, there is a EO uh, Indonesia. So I'll introduce you. To yeah, that. yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, uh, yeah. Great. So good. Um, well, you know, we have we're, we're, we're at the end of our. 30 minutes now or 45 minutes into our 30 minutes. Uh, why don't you give us, uh, give us your shameless plug. All right. I keep it simple. So um, um, if you want to do business e-commerce in Indonesia, then definitely talk to us uh, because we're not just uh, only give you the, the technology, but I think the e-commerce is really uh, need to be, um, uh, you have to understand the market and stuff like that. There's things a lot beyond just the technology. So we're more than happy to, to, to help you to strategize how you're going to go into market in Indonesia. And what's the best way to contact you? Uh, just by email at muliadi, my first name, at circlo, S-I-R-C-L-O dot com. Great. And I will put those notes into our show notes as well Thank after you. The, when the episode is launched. <laughs> um, and I do have a website coming as well. So lots of exciting things happening on the talk commerce front. Um, all right. So my uh, shameless plug and my, uh, my let's just say my community building efforts now, my energy going into the, into the future is we are planning an Adobe hackathon. Oh, nice. January of 2022 in Orlando, Florida. Ooh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I've uh, I've started thinking, well, why don't we make it sort of a meet Magento event as well? So I don't know. Let's, let's, I, I wanna keep the doors open to the possibilities right now. Um, I've been talking to the hackathon people, the community <laughs> engineering people at Magento and they're on board. Uh, Florida is fully open. Uh, it has been, and we could do it today if we wanted to, but I feel like in January of 2022, we should be safe enough to do an event across. where people from across the world can come. <laughs> that's our goal. Yes, yes. And, you know, the exciting part is that that's where Disney World is. So I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I can't understand why somebody hasn't done an event in Orlando yet, but uh, that's my goal uh, Madeline, who is our organ event organizer, is is spearheading that effort. So, okay, if anybody, if you're interested or anybody's interested, uh, we want to put on a hackathon at least. But my brain works quickly and not so efficiently. So, I was thinking, <laughs> why don't we we could we could do some kind of mini event as well on top of a hackathon? Maybe we'll do a Thursday sure, sure. with the weekend for Disney World. <laughs> exactly yeah good sounds All good right. sounds good yeah thanks, great. Well, yeah thanks a lot and thanks for taking my time here and uh uh have a great evening you too talk to you soon bye-bye Bye. this episode has been sponsored by wagento creative partnering with the client to help fulfill their strategic growth serving the world as an adobe gold partner and big commerce elite partner Wagento, the code of commerce.
eWay Corporation, the partner of choice for technology, infrastructure, and enterprise-level digital solutions, and AWS Select Consulting Partner, eWay Corporation, forward together. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce, new shows out every week.